Welcome to the High Vibe as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Bree, mentor, energy healer, energetic money, and business coach. I am obsessed with helping you heal on an emotional, mental, and spiritual level so you can break free from the crap holding you back and embody your potent high vibe as fuck energy. In this podcast, I teach you the energetic principles, tools, and resources you need to massively up-level your life, business, bank account, relationships, and really anything your heart desires. My intention with this podcast is that you walk away with a deep knowing and inner fire that you can be, do, and have anything your heart desires. You are here for a reason. You are here to live in your purpose. For ways to work with me, visit highvibeteaching.com and follow me on Instagram. Now let's get into the show. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the High Vibe AF podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because today I am free balling and I am just being very open with all of you about my spiritual journey. I have not shared it up to this point. I just left the classroom, you know, a month ago and now I am full blown in my coaching business, my mentorship business, and I absolutely have to share my spiritual journey, my spiritual story on how I got to the point where I am today, how I even decided to be an energetic money mentor, an energetic life coach. How did I get to this point? Well, I'm going to be spilling with you all the tea in this episode, but before we dive in, I do want to give a shout out to everyone listening. I hope you are having the best time washing dishes Um, If you're listening to the audio, going on a walk, a high vibe manifestation walk, driving in your car, I really want you to tap into my energy that I am delivering for you because this is going to shift you. I already feel it. So just be open to it. Um, I'm going to share a lot about my personal life, which I don't really mind, but just, you know. I'm sharing my heart open with you, and I know that your heart is open as well. And I'm so excited to build this connection with you. And I absolutely know for sure I'm not the only person that has experienced my journey, and I will not be the only person that experiences a somewhat similar journey. So I have not, I don't have any notes written out. It's just going to be a free flow kind of vibe just channeling whatever's coming through. If you are watching this on the high vibe AF podcast channel on YouTube, hello, you can see my cute outfit. Um, I wanted to wear this like coppery top and I really like it a lot. And guess what? I don't have to like restrict myself at all anymore. I just left the classroom, like I said, so I am adjusting Um, it has been somewhat of an adjustment, but I can save that for a different episode. And I do want to introduce you to my Instagram. Uh, if you want to connect on a regular basis, it is the vibe over there for your daily high vibe content to keep you tapped in, keep you feeling your best and keep you vibrating very high all week long. Also, if you are interested in connecting with me and working with me, I will leave the link down below for you to get into contact with me and we can start working one-on-one. I always have a plethora of different options available. So 
If you need help deciding, DM me on Instagram or send me an email. I can lead you to the correct program to help you up-level your life and live your best effing life because that's what we're here to do, you guys. Like We're not here to play small and we're not here to live in the shadows. We are here to live our best lives. So let's dive in. I have an iced caramel macchiato with me and I made it especially for this podcast episode. All right. So let's go way back. This is going to be a story time. So let's go way back to when I was born. (laughs) You know, the, what I remember as a kid was I remember just knowing that God existed. I know, by the way, this episode is going to be very juicy. I'm not holding anything back. So I hope you're ready for the punches because I'm throwing them. So when I was growing up, I remember knowing that God absolutely existed. It was not ever a doubt in my mind, like ever at all. And I did not grow up religious, really. Like my dad grew up Mormon and my mom grew up Catholic. And I, you know, my parents have told me that when they decided to get married, they actually eloped because of all the drama of for some freaking reason, it matters like what religion you come from and with marriage and et cetera. Like, so I was not born into one religion. I was just shown, I guess, two different ones. But by the time I was born, my parents were not involved in either set of churches. And we just grew up praying to God. That was it. You know, we were just grateful, thankful. God was very like prominent in our household. And it was just God, like God created us. Um, We came from God and we're grateful for God. And, you know, we live our best lives for God. That's the way I interpreted it. Um, Now, as I grew up, I learned that my mom was actually a really big trailblazer in making her way away from the church. Um, she like my whole mom's side of the family is very Catholic. Like they still go to church every Sunday. I was never made to go to church on Sundays ever. Um, my mom really fell out of that, especially after she, um, got married to my dad and it was such a problem that nobody would marry her. So, you know, she just eloped uh, up in Tahoe, California and you know, the rest is history. But I was telling my mom the other day when, not the other day, the past month when she was down here visiting in Vegas, I was like, you know, mom, I'm really grateful for you for being that type of trailblazer. So I don't have to do that. I'm working on my own paradigm shifts and I'm trailblazing my own trail. But thank you for not forcing me to do anything I never wanted to do when it came to religion. And she actually took the blunt of it. She had a she had to deal with the ridicule of leaving. She had to deal with the judgment. And you know what? My mom took it like a champ. She doesn't, you know, it's like a what is it? Uh brush off the shoulder. So um I remember when I was playing softball as a child, I was maybe like fifth grade, I don't know. I was enrolled in catechism class. And for those of you who are not Catholic and listen, I don't even understand a lot of it either. Like I don't understand the rules. I I have never taught, I was never taught the rules, but 
I was enrolled in catechism, catechism classes. I don't know what it's for, but I was in them and they were on Wednesday nights and my, I had softball and we were a very big sports family. And for those of you who also don't know, I was like an Olympic athlete. I played for the USA softball team, um, my senior year of high school. So I remember having all of these mixed feelings back then of like, is it wrong that I'm going to softball practice instead of going to catechism class? And I missed a couple classes because of practice or games. And then I got kicked out of the class and my mom was pissed. So that was just another solidifier where my mom was just like, now we're done. Like, I'm not making you do this. Like she was just doing it to appease probably my grandparents. I'm not sure why she did it. Maybe she had, you know, I'm sure her intentions were good, but I even remember sitting in um, the catechism class and just listening to the nuns speak and teach. And I was just like trying to understand what everyone was saying. And I remember sitting with the workbook in front of me and you know how you can take a book and go like this. I was doing that and I got in trouble and I was just like, oh my, oh my God, you guys, I did not like to get in trouble as a kid and to get in trouble in church was just like, oh my God, like so I was a very sensitive child. You know, I was a very openly em empathic, empathic child, like a lot of children are. Um, so that just was, that really threw me off and I was fine with not going to catechism. I, I never, I always found God, like that was never an issue. And I was always very connected to angels. I would say as well, angels were like normal to me. God was very normal to me. I never questioned it ever when I was younger. Fast forward to maybe after high school, um, I was working at office depot at the time and I participated. This was after high school. So this was like my, I was in college, my third year of college, and I had to go to college for three years at a junior college. Well, I was working at Office Depot and I was hanging out with some coworkers and we started to experiment with some mother Mary Jane. And I took some and I thought I died. And in that moment, when I thought I died and I was like 22, 23, this huge wave of like depression just flew over me. It's the best way I can explain it. Honestly, I just, I'm like pretty positive. It was just mother Mary Jane, but dude, that was wild. I was sitting with my two other coworkers and one of them was super atheist and he just was talking about how God doesn't exist. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like I am literally thinking I'm dead. And I <laughs> was just sitting there, not talking. I could see like different colors. I could feel textures. Like it was so odd. And I thought I was gonna die. So I didn't wanna leave my coworker's house. It was his parents' house and we're just hanging out in the garage, but now I'm way too like high to even leave. And I just started crying in front of them. And I'm just like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Um, <laughs> they're like, you're not going to die. And I'm like, no, I don't want to die though. Like I want to get married and I want to have kids. And there's just so much that I want to experience on this earth 
before I die. Okay. <laughs> well, it was so interesting because after that I had to go to work the next day and I still felt like that depression, like that low energetic cloud over me. And then I, ha then I started really looking inward, like, what is God? Like, what is going on? Like how, like, what is everything? This is when I really started to question. And I could do a separate podcast episode about the different, um, spiritual awakening stages right now. I feel like I'm at stage six slash seven, like towards the end of all the stages. But during this time, I believe it was my dark night of the soul. This is when it really capped. And the thing is the dark night of the soul can last as long as we are resistant to shifting and changing. So that started when I was maybe like 22. This was before I even connected with my husband. I was like dating here and there. I was dating this guy and I just, I wasn't really connecting with him very well. And I was kind of just settling. And I was just really sad that thinking that I wasn't going to find my person. I wasn't going to find my soulmate and I was just going to die and not live a beautiful life on this planet and to really experience life. So fast forward, I still had this like tinge of this uh, dark night of the soul um, energy hanging in my energetic field. And as time went on, I uh, got into teaching and I, even before this, I started to go back to church. Not that I even really went in the first place. I was just trying to feel connected again. This was before I was not dating at this time. So um, I'll give you a little bit more background. I was dating this boy in high school, legit thought he was my person, legit thought I was going to marry him, but it did not last into college our freshman year and that just was like whoa like i really thought we were going to sustain and last and then that kind of like shifted me into you know dating more experiment uh experimenting more got a job at office depot and that's when i you know did not have a good trip or have a good uh time with the mother mary mara or mary jane so uh yeah and I was just kind of like dating my hometown and I moved out to Huntington and, you know, things weren't clicking and then got the job at Office Depot and I started to feel really good in my job. Like I loved working at Office Depot. I had, you know, friends with all the coworkers. I was doing really well. I got promoted to management. Then I started to go into teaching and my husband came to me, um, but I had to call for him. I could do a separate episode on this, but I actually manifested my husband without knowing I was manifesting him. Um, but he came into my life and he came exactly the way that I knew he would. And now my husband's my soulmate, obviously. But um, I was just feeling really lost in this stage in my life before my husband and just figuring out what I wanted to do and what I was aligning with. So Sorry, I had to restart my camera. Okay, so I started to go back to Catholic church. And when I was in there, I'm just like so confused because the crowd, the energy, like it just wasn't matching me either. Then I met my husband and this is the thing, y'all. The thing is with our soulmates, a lot of times they are there to grow us, expand us, 
and almost like trigger us, but in a good way. So my husband was very like, I mean, at the time he was my husband or my boyfriend. He was very just 0% spiritual. I was trying to find it again. I lost the connection. I really lost the connection after high school, after softball, refinding myself. And during my dark night of the soul, my husband just was straight up. No, my husband was even not even game for marriage even. And it was, it was interesting, but now he is obviously we're married. Um, but when me and my, so my husband got out of the Navy, he was in the Navy for four years during his four year term, we met towards the end of his service. So we were dating that last year he was in service. He got out and then he moved back to our hometown where I was currently living and we got engaged. And when we got engaged, this was 2019, I believe when we got engaged and Oh my goodness. I think this was a little bit of a different story that I, (laughs) it was a whirlwind. I will share with my ladies, like what it felt like when I did get engaged because it was nothing that I thought it was going to be like, and it scared the shit out of me. So I'll share that for a different um, podcast episode. Just let me know if you want to hear that. But I started teaching in 2018 and this was really when things were just not effing aligning. So for five, even years, I feel like I've been doing this for a decade, like shifting and finding, I probably have finding myself again, my true core, my true soul essence again. And teaching just wasn't working. Um, I was, it was so interesting because I was putting all this intentional service. Like I am teaching for the service aspect. I am teaching for the kids. I am teaching not really for me. Like I love teaching. I love dressing up as a teacher. I love being a teacher. Yes. And actually it kind of was more for me in a way because I got into teaching because I never had a good teacher as in, I never had a teacher that really just inspired me and was just very like led, um, in the more, uh, was never really a leader. Like I always saw teachers that taught me, especially in elementary school, they were not the embodiment of what they preached. And they were like judgy and rude and snarky. And you know, that's the feminine that is unhealed within them. But you know, you hold on to it thinking it's something wrong with you, but you shift through it, you move through it, all the things. And It was 2019, got engaged, 2020 actually. We were planned to be wed June 2020. Well, it was like February 2019. We were engaged for six months. I was very fucking confused because of X, Y, and Z. I'll talk about a different episode. And again, I'm trying to find myself and I'm like, okay, we need to go back to church. So I'm dragging my fiance now to church and he is not spiritual at all dragging him to church. He did the whole church thing as a kid. He was forced. It's a bad taste in his mouth. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to go back to Christian church. And like, you know, this, this doesn't feel right either. Like it's not right for me. It doesn't feel authentic in a way. It feels like, um, it just doesn't feel raw. It felt like just acty is the best way I can explain it. And I'm like, okay, Jake, 
fiance, I want to get married in a church, so we need to go take these premarital church classes at the local church down the street. And this is was this was a great experience for me because this is what really cracked me open to my spiritual side. And we went to the courses and it was in person at first. And I love them because I loved sharing my I love sharing my thoughts and I love sharing my perspective on things. And I remember one time they were talking about something and I rose my hand. They asked, how are we going to raise our children? What religion are we going to raise our children under? And I shared my experience. My dad was Mormon. My mom was Catholic. They never made me choose either. We just believed in the common of the two, which is there's God and angels. And, you know, we're here to just live our best lives and spread good energy on the planet and love one another. Um, they didn't like my answer. They didn't like what I had to share and say, and it was quite interesting to me. And there were a couple other, I, I want to say red flags. Sure. Let's say red flags. There are a couple other red flags that made me question, what is this? Like, this isn't quite for me. And it just led me more on my path. So another red flag was, this was during... COVID. So COVID hit in the middle of these church um, marriage classes. And we, even before this, were going to ask the uh, preacher, I don't know the correct terms, the minister, the pastor, I don't know. The, the main guy teaching the class that was involved in the church, we wanted to ask him if he would marry us because that's what I wanted. I wanted to get married by someone in the church. <laughs> So we went into a meeting with him and he told us, no, he will not marry us because we live together. And at the time, my fiance now, then we were living in our house in Lancaster that we bought and renovated renovated, um, as our first investment property. So it was me, my husband, my brother, this roommate and this other roommate. Okay. I was living with four men. One of them was my brother. The other was my fiance at the time. And he said, no, he would not marry us. And he said, you would have to move out. Um, if you want to get married by him. And it was like, dang, like obviously it's not working, right? Like it's not working, but we still were considering Jake just moving out until the wedding, just so we can get married by the pastor And we had a private one-on-one meeting and Jake, my husband, shared with the pastor in confidence or confidence, whatever, that my husband just shared he doesn't necessarily believe in like a higher power. He's not sure. Okay. My husband, my husband comes from a interesting background. His life is very different than mine. He grew up um, with some hardships right off the bat and he just wasn't sure. So the pastor like listened to him. Okay, great. Awesome. Fast forward to us going back into the church class. This was before the pandemic happened. So we were in person and they separated the men and the women to talk about sex in marriage. And I thought this was going to be some good topic because I wasn't really having a sex drive and I wasn't having a sex drive because I was overworked in my teaching job. I was completely out of my feminine. I just didn't know it at the time. I also thought, sex was so bad to have. Like I had this template on me that sex is so bad. Sex is wrong. By the way, I've healed it and moved 
past that. But um, sex is not bad and sex is not wrong. And for us to think that is just truly hindering our lives to live our maximum potential and enjoyment. So talking about sex and in my husband's group, he told me that the pastor, this was a red flag, put him on blast in front of everyone, calling him out for not believing in God, Jesus, whatever. And like, that was a red flag. That's so messed up. How are you going to do that? Like we told you us to with you in some type of like, uh, you know, we assumed you would keep the conversation we had private. It was a private conversation, but he just threw my husband out under the bus in front of everyone. And my husband did not appreciate it. Then COVID happened, COVID hit. And we were doing like online meetings for the course course classes or the church classes and another red flag. And again, red flag as in taking these pieces and building personal power and I, and discovering my own identity, my own spiritual practice, my own way on how I view God. Yes. So I remember we went to the pastor's house this time and, you know, we sat down, we're drinking coffee and such, and they were talking about tithing. And I'm like, what's tithing? Again, no idea. I was not raised in a church at all. And the pastor said, oh, it's when you give like 10% or whatever to the church. And I was like, oh, well, um, I tithe differently. I tithe by, oh, goodness gracious. My camera fell over. Okay. I tithe by donating supplies, food, activities out of my paycheck to my classroom. And at the time I was working in a very low socioeconomic area and, you know, I would buy like a lot of snacks, a lot of like incentives. Um, I would buy like pizza. I would take the kids, whoever won table points or whatever. I would buy them a lunch bunch of like fast food or like food, whatever they wanted. I would bring it back to the class. Um, so I explained that that is my form of tithing. And same with, if I saw someone who needed help, I would tithe in that way. Well, they said, no, that's not, that's not tithing. And I said, well, I see God everywhere. I shared this with them. I said, I literally see God in everything that I look at. That is God to me. So when I give to the homeless man, or I give to my students, or I give to my best friend or my friends or my family, when I give to them, I'm giving to God. That's how I see it. It's not a question in my mind. Like it is what it is. <sighs> no, they did not like that. <laughs> they just didn't agree with me and that's fine. They have their own like religion. But then I learned that, um, organized religion is a little different than what I thought. I always thought spirituality was religion. I never knew there was a difference between the two. And I think it was just because of what I grew up in. And I'm grateful for that experience because I never had to like really bust out of that way of thinking. It was already done for me by my parents. So thank you parents. And this is a nice little way for you to think of in what ways have your parents trailblazed a path for you? And thinking on that, in what ways are you going to trailblaze a path for your own children? Or if you're not interested in having children, how are you going to trailblaze a path for the younger youth? Right? Um, so long story short, the pandemic happened, wasn't going to get married during that time. And this is when I really started to look inward. I was so scared. 
this was the first time I was ever so scared about the world in my entire life than during the pandemic. My husband was an EMT at the time, so he was gone and he was like with a lot of, you know, sick people and the news was really hot, like making it sound so scary. And I remember just sitting in that um, a rental home, just being so scared and just crying and not wanting to do anything but just lay in bed. And even before the pandemic, it was February 2020, right? I was so sick and tired of feeling like shit. I was so sick and tired of feeling depressed, feeling low vibrational. I, there was no like, I obviously was blocked from source, God, infinite universe, whatever you want to call it. There was a block and I had to like sift through it for me to feel aligned again. And that's what I was doing during my dark night of the soul. But February, 2019, I started to look, I mean, I saw it on YouTube was the law of attraction. I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. And I'm like, that makes complete sense to me. What you put out is what you get back. That makes absolute freaking sense to me. And I started listening more about it. And this is really when my spiritual energetic knowledge started. Um, I had perfect examples in my life of, you know, what you put out gets brought back to you. I had fabulous examples of that. And now there was a science behind it. And I'm like, no effing way. There's a science. Okay. Totally engulfed. Then the pandemic happened, feeling really lost. And then I started to listen to a really amazing teacher. Her name is Caroline Miss. She's a fabulous teacher. She's maybe like 70. She's been doing, I think she's an intuitive, um, naturopath maybe, but she's like 70 years old teaching all these concepts about energetic work and energy. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for. Everything makes so much sense to me. And that's when I really started to do the deep, deep, deep inner work. And as the pandemic was going and things were shifting and honestly, this was when I started to build my personal power again. I remember feeling so weak and low, um, that summer of 2020, right? My, um, wedding passed. We're supposed to have the wedding then didn't work out. And I remember riding my bike around the neighborhood listening to Mel Robbins, just really reconnecting to my solar plexus. Um, not that I knew that at the time, I know it now, but I was rebuilding my personal power. I was finding myself again and I would ride my bike and I'll listen to Mel Robbins and I would just be so connected to my higher power or like my higher self. And what am I here to do? What am I here to fulfill with? Like, Teaching wasn't it, but I kept pushing. I kept pushing. I'm like, this has to be it. I went to college for this. Everything, everything, every move I made was for the highest intention. Like I went into teaching for the intention of helping change lives. Yes. Kids lives. And in return, the kids were changing my life as well. And I got to the point of really, I took my, I, okay. I know I'm getting a lot off. Let me take a second. Sometimes we have to breathe when we get really excited. That's me. So I, I don't want to edit this out. I think it's nice to have a real time representation, a representation of, you know, channeling information and just being with the information. So let me take a sip. All right. So 
diving way deeper into manifestation and the energetic laws. And I found a teacher, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he is really fabulous at putting the science behind the quantum side of life. Fell in love, dove deeper, and I created my podcast in December 2020. All this was happening and I really wanted to create a podcast. I had my YouTube channel, but as I was creating for my YouTube channel, I fell out of love with it because I'm like, I don't want to just talk about teaching stuff. I don't want to just share lesson plans solely. I want to talk about deep things. I want to help people in a deep way. And I really wanted to make a podcast and I was playing small, like going back and forth, back and forth, just not grounding into my power, grounding into my desires. And I was driving to Riverside. We were going to a uh, Christmas party in Riverside from my hometown, Palmdale. And I was driving on this freeway. It's a two-lane road. It's a ridiculous road. And I was driving down the road. And I was listening to one of my favorite podcasters. My husband was not with me. It was just me and my dogs in my 2018 Subaru Forester that me and my husband just bought. Driving down the road. And I'm literally connected to source at this time. I am manifesting as in what is it that I want to call in? I was embodying and and visualizing myself five years from that point, three years from that point, a year from that point. What is it that I want to create? What kind of podcast do I want to create? And it was literally channeling through me the information. And I kept saying, oh, it's not the right time. I can't do it now. Oh, I'm scared. Like, am I going to get in trouble? Am I going to get in trouble? In that moment, as I'm channeling and connecting to my future timeline, to source, I got hit by a car. A car T-boned me on this road and I was spinning out of control. But in the moment that I got hit by the car, T-boned on my driver's side, so it was on the passenger side, I got hit. It was not on my side, thank God. But on the passenger side, got hit. In that second, I heard in my ear, you're going to be okay. It was this, the most calm, you're going to be fine. So I knew I was fine. I didn't freak out, spinning out of control. I see literally like my dogs, like everything slow motion. I just grab onto the steering wheel and I'm just going with the car so it doesn't freaking flip over. It didn't flip, but it did spin out of control across the two lane road highway. I was safe. It stopped. I was fine. And we got out of the car and everything, you know, was good and dandy. The car was totaled. And it was so interesting because the driver who hit me, she hit me because she was not paying attention. And she's just like, oh, I'm just going through all this hard stuff. And I, yeah, I was just not having it at that point. You shouldn't be driving if you're not grounded enough to drive. I'm sorry that you are not doing well. But do not drive a car if you are not grounded enough to drive a car because this is what happens. And I had to calm her down. Like she was freaking out. I had to calm her down, but it was fine. Like everything was cool. But after that point, I said, all right, I'm going to make my podcast and made this podcast two and a half years ago. It was actually birth, like on my birthday in 2021, I believe. So that's really when I started tapping into my spiritual power of teaching people about energy work and self-development. So at the time it was self-development work for teachers. Well, I'm expanding out now because it's just not the vibe for me anymore. You know, you grow and you expand and fast forward. We moved to Vegas, still not feeling fully connected to my purpose. 
Now I found source. I understand source on a whole new level. I found God again. Yes. But I just didn't understand what my purpose was. I didn't know what to do. This was when I was teaching special ed and I was getting bit and I was getting hit and I was just, it was such a hard year. You guys, that was a tough year. Um, you know, I was working with students that did not have a solid home life, which is why they were acting out in this way. And it was really hard on my like heart and on my body and on my happiness. Like I could just see myself gaining so much weight from just being so inactive, uh, really just putting my, I was just putting myself kind of in the back seat, really, again, putting my job in the front seat. And then I, so when we moved to Vegas, I was like, okay, I'm ready to take this self-development business full time or, you know, start planting those seeds to making it full time. And I started a book club and through the book club, I launched a membership and it was a lot of fun, but I've got burnt out really quick, especially with my job, a lot of entrepreneurship. And I believe entrepreneurship is heavily connected to God and source and the universe. Um, I would not be here on this camera today on this microphone if I was not channeling source in some way, shape or form, or if I was not connected to my purpose in some way, shape or form. I always knew that business was connected to source and now I understand it on a whole new level. So I was just wearing myself out and I stopped posting books once a month and I started configurating and shifting. And that's just part of business. You put things out and you try it out and you shift and you change until you get to a steady ground. But I was still trying to find my purpose. I'm like, what is it that I'm supposed to teach? What am I supposed to do? Like, I don't even know what I'm, you know, I'm just trying to figure it out. I just want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel fulfilled with what I'm doing. What I'm doing in the classroom is not fulfilling me. What I'm doing, even in my apartment, we were at an apartment at the time. It was fulfilling me, but I was getting worn out. What is it? What's happening? So I remember March, 2021, I believe. Yes, we were in Riverside again going to a baby shower on my husband's side of the family. And we were staying at his sister's house. So it was my sister-in-law's house. And I was sleeping on an air mattress in the living room. And I personally receive a lot of intuitive information, um, from source, God, divine, uh, universe, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same. You guys, it's all the same. Um, I get a lot of my intuitive hits and nudges from waking up in dreams or even in dreams and especially waking up in that very interesting state of consciousness where you are in that theta brainwave sleeping to the conscious brainwave of being consciously aware of this reality and what's going on here. And as I was waking up that morning, it was a Saturday morning. We're going to go to that baby shower. Um, that day I heard in my ear clear as freaking day, you are a healer. I wake up and I'm like, all right, I don't know what the F that means. What does that mean? I'm a healer. Like, what does that mean? Like, what is that? And I started to kind of get a little um, freaked out because I saw a healer as being like almost like a martyr or very old paradigm way of thinking what a healer is. And 
what I believe a healer is now is a light worker, essentially, that just chooses to teach people and chooses to um, help people. That's what a healer is now that I know that. But at the time, it was just like so much question marks. And I was ready to take my life up a level. <laughs> I was ready to expand. I was ready to call on my bullshit. And I was ready to up level and be the feminine CEO leader that I knew I was deep down right? Teaching wasn't working. Let's do this. I'm ready to call it on. I know it's possibility. I feel it. I visualize it. I can see it. And during this time, it was actually really hard for me to ground into my vision and my next steps because I was literally seeing the future progression of my life at such rapid speed that I felt all monkey mind. I felt like, I don't know what step to take next. Oh my God, my God. Like I was spinning out of control because I didn't know what step to take, but I saw my potential. It was quite interesting. And I know so many people have this, um, experience. And especially if you are more than likely a manifesting generator in human design, that is what I am. We just go a million miles a minute. And if we're not grounded, we cannot take action. And we just float in this land of this. If you're looking on my camera, you can see just floating in circles, going a million miles a minute and not moving anywhere. So I was feeling really frustrated. So instead of continuing, just going in a million circles and feeling like I'm getting nowhere, like I, I took a couple, um, courses and I did a whole bunch of courses. I freaking love courses. I then decided to take it up a notch and I knew I needed to hire a coach. So that morning, the same morning that I heard you're a healer, I'm like, all right, I'm, I, I want to work with an energetic mentor. Um, so I reached out, paid good money for a mentor. And that was what I was doing for nine months. I worked with them for nine months. And through that whole experience, I learned so much deeper about myself. I shifted through so much. I learned so much. Like I effing love working with coaches. I effing love taking courses. I love the self-development. I love up, up leveling. And now I'm to the point where, okay, if this comes so naturally to me, like I've done this with my husband, I've done this with one of my really good friends. I've done this with people in my life of helping them set goals and helping them actually realize who the F they is and who the F that they can be and how I can literally see so easily the limitations people put on themselves, the limiting beliefs, the limiting ways of thinking blocks that they are not even conscious of in their lives. I can see, I can feel, I am very intuitive <laughs> and me coming into my power and being here and now opening my services to help others shift and transform their lives to up to their up level is my purpose now. Like this is my pur purpose. And I do believe purposes, our purpose, like are very simple to live. It's very easy to live in your purpose. And I also believe that they grow and change and evolve. I think it's all the same at its core, but then it looks different through the different stages of your life. So when I was teaching for five years, that was my purpose right then and there. I was learning so much about myself and boundaries and being okay with doing what was best for me and aligning to what I believed in and not just putting my head down and saying okay to my principles when they told me to do something or it was just ridiculous or the mentors or 
any of the bizarre things that happened to me in my teaching journey just gave me the personal power to help others. And everything in my journey up to this point has just given me the personal power to help others. And I am able, and I'm also an energetic, I'm an energy healer now. So I did an energy healing certification and have been working with clients and myself for the past six plus months. And now I am fully ready and able to create this beautiful containers through my courses, through my coaching packages, through my mentorship programs, and really help people up-level their lives and create beautiful abundance for themselves. And that includes money. And I, listen, I came to terms with, all right, that's fine. I can talk about money and it's really going to be really triggering to other people, but it is what it is. And I had to learn that I am just a walking trigger. Like that is who I am. I don't do anything to provoke it. It just happens. And what I mean by that is I cannot tell you how many times someone has met me. This even happened when I was young in school. They like on my softball team, they would say, Oh, when I first met you, I thought you were a bitch or I thought you were a hoe. Are you serious? Why? Because of the way I look like that is so shallow. Um, but like I had to learn that, no, that isn't me just because people judge me for being this type of way, just because people look at me and think that way because of my external appearance, that doesn't mean that's really who I am. And that doesn't have to be my truth. I create my truth. I know who I am deep within me and I am unfuckwithable now. I like, you know, I remember I posted a YouTube comment and I was dressed up really cute. It was for my friend's 30th birthday and she was doing a theme of, you know, dead to my thirties. So we dressed in all black, like a funeral. I was looking really cute. I had a red lip on, my hair looked gorgeous. And I recorded a video about how I got effing denied for a teaching job. And in the comments were so just, wow, what planet are you guys on? I had parents just getting so angry at me and saying, if my son was in your class, I would transfer them out so fast. Look at how you're dressed. Look at how you look like, look at your makeup. Mm. I have dealt with that my whole life. And even my coach was like, you are just going to be a walking trigger. That is why I have just embodied it. Like it is what it is. I don't have a problem with it anymore. Now, does that mean that when I do get those comments or when I do have people judging me in such a way, like even family members have called me rude names, uh, just because they don't understand me or like my intentions are never ill. It's just, I am standing in my boundary and my personal power and I'm not going to like put up with any bolt BS. I'm just not going to do it. I've done this my whole life. Even with um, certain friend groups, I had a really hard time finding a good group of friends young in my life. Like very hard time finding a good group of friends, like in elementary school, middle school, high school. It wasn't really until the later years in my high school days where I found a strong group of friends and even my best friend to this day, I met her, I mean, in high school and we're still tight. Um, like she is my soul sister. And I just had to accept that, you know, I think even a lot of my viewers and listeners more than likely can resonate with me of people just being rubbed wrong by you for what reason do not know. 
even when you have the right intentions, but that's nothing on you. As long as your intentions are pure and you're not doing anything malicious or you're not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, if people take it wrong, that is on them. And that has been my, one of my biggest lessons that I have learned, even with coworkers, OMG, I've had some weird, odd encounters with coworkers. Odd things have been said to me with my coworkers. Odd things have been said to me about the internet. I've had some odd parent interactions as well. And it is what it is. So now I'm here on the internet, bearing it all. It's all good. All love, right? Love, peace, and happiness. So now I help you up-level your life and shine your brightest because you are here to live a beautiful, abundant life. You are here to create wealth. You are here to create lasting impact, not only for your family lineage, but the family lineages that are going to be following after yours. And I don't play around anymore. It's, this is not time to play and hide. This is time to rise up and be seen and I'm here for you, baby. I'm here. So I think that's all of my, you know, spiritual journey thus far. I don't know what's in store, especially when I enter into motherhood. I really have a desire to help mothers in some way, shape or form, especially in business. I mean, right now, business is my bread and butter for people who are looking to up level and start taking a more leadership role in creating a business or even the people who um, are working jobs that just are not in alignment with them. And it's just killing them slowly over time. That's just ridiculous to me. Get out. Like let's connect, stop playing that way. And let's get you shifted out of those jobs and into a job or a field where you are going to thrive. And that's what I got. I also went on a wellness retreat in June, right after I got done with teaching and right before I went to Mexico. And we, it was three days, three, eight hour days of deep intuitive work. So I actually have my notes here of everything that I did. So I would like to share them with you. Did a lot of inner child healing, um, going very deep, deep, deep within a lot of shama, shama, shamanic, shamanic um, healing work, which just means like moving your body, um, in a way to clear your energetic field of blocks that are holding you back and just keep listening to my podcast. Cause I'm going to educate you more and more about the different blocks that you may be experiencing, keeping you from shining your light, keeping you from living, living your best life and up leveling. Um, also did a lot of subconscious rewiring at this retreat did anger release. I teach my clients how to do anger release as well. It's very, very transformative. Um, ancestral healing. Yep. Did a lot of ancestral healing. And I do that with my clients even as well, especially in financial freedom Academy, um, where we heal a lot of money blocks that we have from our families. We did, I did a really deep breath work session and connected even more to source and, the universe did a womb activation, re-anchored um, my masculine structure, which is, I have to do a whole podcast episode on this, but just giving you a little taste. Every single like creature on this planet has a masculine and feminine side. And it's when we live in perfect unison with that, that we are actually flowing with source energy of 
this beautiful, just living a beautiful life. And when we are living a beautiful life, we are able to transmute others to shift as well. But the thing is, sometimes, and this is, has been my experience, when I am living in a high vibration, it triggers people. And it's easy to judge. Look at me. It's easy to judge me. It's so easy. Yes. But it comes with the territory, I suppose. I mean, I'm not thinking it's a good idea to do it, but it's to catch ourselves because we're all guilty of it. And when we start shifting our lives, it, it's almost like we are a little bit asking for people to react to us so we can continue to shift. Yes? Okay. So masculine, feminine structure, um, recalibrated that in my subconscious mind. I do subconscious work with my clients as well. Womb activation. I We also did a lot of releasing around fear and surrendering. Um, just so much, you guys. Did wealth rewiring. Like... Um, so much. I'm looking through my notes. I also did a really deep, um, meditation with opening more of my intuitive gifts. And I am very clairvoyant, which means I can see things and it has taken practice for me to ground into that and to deliver the content to my clients. I've worked with 12 clients deeply this past six months with my energetic healing practices, uh, practice and you know what? It is what it is. I'm able to see people in their highest potential. Imagine that. <laughs> so when we work together, I'll be able to actually see your highest potential, what it looks like, what it feels like, and align you to that calibration. It's just, you know, a lot of the spiritual journey is just surrendering a lot of the logic and just embodying what feels best. And I know by me opening up to you in this way, we are going to connect and we are meant to connect. We are meant to work with each other and we are meant to shift and heal, um, for you to live in your highest light. And it's, I said this in the podcast episode where I announced I was leaving teaching the, the biggest decisions we have to make are so obvious, but they are the hardest to do. So for me, it's so obvious for me to do this line of work with energetic um, healing and energetic clearing and energetic shifting and being an energetic success coach and teacher, especially about money, because money is just an energy and talking about money in that way. It's so obvious that this is what I'm supposed to do, but I was so effing resistant to doing it. I was not surrendering enough to do it. And here I am, though. I'm doing it now. So I am so excited to work with you. I am very excited to see how this podcast is going to shift, change, and rearrange. I am here to help you build beautiful wealth for yourself and your family, for timelines to come, for generations to come. And I am so effing excited to work with you. So be sure to book your call now. Do not wait. There's no point to wait to shift. After we work together for that one for that one 45-minute call, or whatever package you choose to do, if you choose to do a Financial Freedom Academy one-on-one -on -one or in the group um, setting for fall semester, whatever you decide to, however you decide to work with one another, you will be changed. There's no way you will not. You will see immediate shifts. 
So thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you loved it, please let me know by sharing on Instagram or giving this podcast a review. It helps it reach way more people so we can shine more light on this planet and bring more wealth codes down onto this earth so we can create beautiful change, the change that we wish to see with our beautiful friend, money. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I will see you in the next podcast episode. Follow me on Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube channels. Check out my website. Let's book a call. Let's get you in alignment. Let's get you connected to source. Let's do the damn thing. All right. I will see you very soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, please make sure to leave a review on iTunes so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. Come tap into the extra motivation and inspiration over on Instagram or on my website at highviveteaching.com. I am obsessed with your dedication to uplevel your life and I can't wait to connect with you again. Until then, go out and create your high vibe as fuck life.